rocking and rolling. <laughs> to the beat. To the beat. What's up, Lauda? How you doing, Jeff? <laughs> I'm doing good. good. I'm so glad that music is flowing through your ears. I know. I know. I really, I really do love the beat. Shout out to uh, Jerome, but what, he has a disco name <laughs> that he goes by. <laughs> Spencer. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Shout out to Spencer. <laughs> For the great beats. And all of our listeners. Hello to all of our listeners. And Hello, our listenership is really growing. It is. We're almost at 2,000. All right. That's incredible. It is amazing. It's making its way about town and the world. The world is listening to Queen's Best, the podcast. Queen's Best, the podcast. This space where we provide an opportunity for our restaurants and local small food businesses to tell their stories and tell us why they're unique and maybe have some business promotion space. We do what we can for the Queen's restaurant industry. The Queen's restaurant scene. You gotta <laughs> love it. And where are we? Where can they find us? Wherever you're listening now, wherever you download any of your podcasts, you can also find us on Instagram at Queen's Best the Podcast and at www.queenschamber.org. Yes, and we have a great episode for you. We're joined by Howard Kalishnikov. That's right, of Rolos, which is a really spectacular restaurant in Ridgewood. Yes, we're excited. Very much looking forward to it. That he is here with us. Right. Yay. Yeah, and uh, what did we do? What did we do last episode? I know that was that's one of my favorites. It was. We were eating papusas with Elena. That's right. Elena. I like the way that the, the name of the restaurant rolls off of your tongue. We were at, <laughs> at El Rincón Salvadoreño. El Rincón, <laughs> the 43-year-old establishment, and she in Jamaica. And she, yeah, and right. she tasted our she tempted our taste buds right with some amazing food. They've been there for 43 years. Yeah, and those recipes must be tried and true because people just keep coming back for that and. She was very, very excited about that seafood stew, so we encourage everyone who hasn't gone to go back and get some of that and check out the decor, right? Wasn't that special as the well? The giraffe, the golden elephant. You that loved the giraffe. You wanted to get on the elephant. <laughs> because well, it had a saddle. I mean, that indicated you were supposed to, right? <laughs> but it was roped off like we don't want you uh, to get on the elephant. Yeah. But yes. next time. Uh, karaoke, because she has karaoke and dancing. That's right, and dancing. Mm-hmm. Got to go back. Tune in. Listen. Catch up. Find out what we're talking about on that. You've been eating stuff since the last time, or have you? I mean, I eat. I do eat. Um, like, as you know, I try to try to eat at home. But now we have to really participate in... Um, the restaurant month that's happening around Queens, so everybody can participate in that. And I've actually checked out a few restaurants that are participating, and it's been fantastic, and they're all really hoping that everybody goes. I may have to follow suit on that. I don't, I've been eating, of course we all eat. I can't think of anything particular or specific that I've been, however, the cafeteria in our building makes these amazing mashed potatoes. Oh, really? my God. Yeah, they're homemade. Shout out to Below Center. Blessings <laughs> makes fire mashed potatoes, so much so that I went back for a second round of them the other day when they had mashed potatoes on their menu. Well, there 
you go. Made me sleepy, though. Oh. Always does. <laughs> Slide into our DMs and let us know what it is that you are eating. That's right. And where you would like us to go next to interview for Queen's Best, the podcast. Message us, please, because we'd love to hear from you. That's right. I mean, it's, it's, it's an amazing Instagram. I mean, I'm a little biased, but it's an amazing Instagram because the images are all there from all the places where we've been. Check it out. You've got to do that. So coming up in our next segment, we will have our special guest joining us to talk about Rollo's in Ridgewood. Looking forward to it. Can't wait. It's going to be excited. Stick around. It's coming up next. Welcome to Chef Howard Kalashnikov of Rolos in Ridgewood. Yes. Thank you for having me. Yeah, We're thrilled absolutely. To be. It's a pleasure to be here. Yeah. So we want to hear all about your story and how Rolos became. How you came to be, how you chose the area, all kinds of stuff. Well, <clears throat> um, so Rolos is really um, four of us. Um, that is, um, my three partners, um, well, myself and my three partners. So Rafiq Salim, who is the chef of the restaurant, um, we're both chefs, but his, he's the, uh, he has the official title okay. of, uh, of executive chef of the restaurant. Um, Stephen Maharam, who is, um, a longtime friend and mentor, um, and Ben Howell, who, uh, who we worked with at Gramercy Tavern. Rafiq and I worked at Gramercy right. with, with Ben. Um, ben was in the kitchen for, I think, uh, almost two years, and then, um, and then became a front of house manager, um, <clears throat> or went back to becoming a front of house manager. Um, the Rolos was an idea that, um, that Rafiq and I had um, born out of our our discovered love of the grill in the front room of Gramercy Tavern. Mm. Um, so Gramercy has a fine dining set of dining rooms with a big, um, well outfitted, beautiful um, kitchen brigade run kitchen, and in the front there's a small wood burning grill with two line cooks and a sous chef that feed uh, 61 seats, I believe. <coughs> And um, over the course of the years, I was there for 12 years. Rafiq was okay. there for six or seven. And over the course of the years, when, when friends and family would come in, we ended up just cooking little, little bits of little treats off of the grill instead of uh, using all the sort of firepower and horsepower of the 22-plus cooks in the, in, the, 
in the main kitchen. Um, we just found that it, there was just some magic that, that, that happened. An intimacy or? Yeah, sure. Intimacy and magic. It was more about the, the, the flavor mm. that was developed from the grill and not so much, not specifically the, the, the tavern area itself, which was, it was lovely. But sure. what happened when we cooked over natural wood-burning fire? Um, <clears throat> we knew we wanted to have a, um, a neighborhood restaurant. Um, one of the reasons I went to, to Gramercy Tavern and was there for so long is I, I went deliberately to get the sort of fine dining out of me. Ah, because um, <clears throat> there is quite a legacy of chefs coming out of Gramercy Tavern. There, there's an incredible legacy. I'm very, <laughs> very, very proud to have graduated from that restaurant. Um, and Rafik and I wanted to, wanted to, like keep, keep what we learned from 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 that place in terms of uh, leadership and um, what we discovered is is vigilant energy poured into a restaurant to create a, a fun, energetic, exciting place with lots of programs. Um, <clears throat> and also to distill our idea of what is delicious to something simple, well executed, cooked over wood burning fire um, that's approachable and without ego, mm -hmm. really. Just like humble, delicious food. Um, keep saying to ourselves that <clears throat> that appetizing is beautiful beautiful is not always appetizing mm -hmm. um, so it's about deliciousness first That's a great quote it is <clears throat> thank you yeah um, and so you do have lots of programs here it's, it's we do. even set up that way physically yeah so <clears throat> we, we we sketched out a plan for for the restaurant um, we knew what kind of sort of food and culture we were going for. Uh, we knew that we wanted a neighborhood restaurant, um, simply designed, and that we wanted to feed and become part of the community. Um, <clears throat> we, we ended up in, in Ridgewood. I mean, I say ended up. We were, you know, this is one of the first places we looked at. Mm -hmm. um, our our we have some roots here. Rafiq lives here. Um, Stephen has property here. Uh, ben has family that comes from here. Uh, my brother lived here for a long time. So we're familiar with the, with the neighborhood. Lots of roots here. Yeah, a lot of roots here. Um, and, and there's something, you know, there's just something special about the place. It's, uh, it feels a little untouched and, um, and that it'll remain like this for, for some time which is what we wanted to be part of, mm. um, especially with a neighborhood restaurant. Yeah. Yeah, it is um, an, a growing neighborhood. We'll start spilling over <laughs> onto this <laughs> side so of the... Cool. <laughs> well, one, one of the things that was very appealing is that <clears throat> it just doesn't feel like Ridgewood is going to be built on top of. Mm -hmm. um, right? Ridgewood's going to... Like these beautiful German brick buildings are, are going to be around for... Right, is that part of, of the influence as well, a German or Eastern European? Um, not really in our cooking. Okay, you know, you know, we 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 say that our 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 cooking is like New York cooking because it's 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 inspired by where we go and eat in New York. So some, you know, we have a cabbage dish that has that's covered in this Szechuan spice blend that. Um, 
that we came up with that really doesn't have reference to anything other than some flavors that we've eaten, mm. right. you know, in, in Chinatown at, at Rafiq's favorite restaurant. Um, favorite restaurant is, uh, is uh, Spicy Village. Oh, <laughs> there you go. That's oh. a good plug right okay. there. Yeah, a little, <laughs> little, little, little place called Spicy Village. That's uh-huh. great. Yeah, um, so, so chef-driven. So chef, chef-driven. Yeah, chef-driven. Um, else, we just wanted to, we just wanted to keep it simple and delicious. I mean, it's and the concept is different because you have the, if you will, bodega bakery in the front, and then it kind of shifts into this dining in the evening. So <clears throat> that is um, that was pretty interesting. So we opened up in January of 2021. Yes. Mm. Um, so not in the dead center of the pandemic. Um, but, but during the pandemic, um, our restaurant has a bar on the corner, a dining room off of the bar. And then under in an annex, um, off the dining room, there's a second dining room that, um, that we call the PDR, which is an acronym for private dining room, which we can close off and, and, uh, and use as a separate, uh, private dining room. So when we opened, The, the only way we could really serve people was to have them come in as um, and, and to make a, an exchange like a, like a grocery store. Yeah. So we opened up with a little grocery uh, store okay. uh, where in, the, in the bar area. Right. And we would set up on the bar um, focaccias and baked goods and stuff that we didn't originally plan to have on the menu. Mm-hmm. Um, Kelly, our head baker... Um, is um you know discovered a super talent or was able to flex a super talent okay. that we didn't initially have plans to tap into um her her, her baking and her bread baking wow. <coughs> so instead of letting the pandemic deter you or push your date you just pivoted in a different way maybe not didn't allow us <laughs> we, we, we didn't we didn't allow for it to push our date that you know all the way to where it could have Um, yeah, we, we, we had to be flexible. Yeah. We made some pre-made sandwiches and pre-made dishes that we, you know, packaged up and put in refrigerators and people could, uh, could grab and, and, and take out with them. Um, we had dry goods and chips and rice and, you know, different tomato pastes and uh, pre-made bashed cocktails and wine. <clears throat> we really took advantage of it. Wow. Um, it was hard work. But what we discovered... Um, and what you see now, the cafe right. during during the day, fra- open from nine to three thirty, um, <clears throat> is a sort of you know the, the the vestige of of what was the grocery store you know now two years ago. Right. Um, and so <clears throat> we line up pre-made sandwiches on focaccia that we make. We offer all sorts of baked goods, and there's you know the little the little cafe where you can. Grab something. This is what grows out of creativity. It does. Put a bunch of great minds together, and this is what grows. And then you close and reopen in the evening. So then we close at 3.30. We have staff meal at 4. We break down and set up and get ready. We have, um, you know, all sort of staff huddle up to go over what what the night is going to look like, Um, whether we're running specials or not, who's coming in, um, little housekeeping notes, Um, an opportunity for some wine and beverage and food education. And then, um, 
Then we get to it. I mean, you know, it's like a little little huddle up before the game. Right. Is that unique too? Because I'm not a rest. I'm not a chef restaurant person. Louder, you are. Is that unique to the design of most restaurants? Or I think most most restaurants take advantage of that um, and have something set up like like that. Um, I mean, that break between like you have your lunch and then you close and then you reopen for that 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 may or may not be unique to us, but um, <clears throat> but the. The pre-service huddle up with Correct. the with yeah. the staff is is critical. Um, <clears throat> at least at least at least for us, it's critical. It um, you know it allows us to to set up for the party. You know, if uh, we 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 look at it as if we're hosting a party every single night, and that's the kind of energy I that like needs that to go into into a restaurant. I learned that lesson. Um, at, at Gramercy Tavern. It took me many years to understand like, why does this place continue to be so relevant and popular? Um, and, <clears throat> and it's because the amount of energy that came from inside the restaurant could be felt outside. You could walk by and you'd see people on ladders and hanging stuff and cleaning stuff and you just saw action and activity. Yeah. And it was all legitimate. It was set up for a party one night after the next after the next um, with the highest expectations of, of the team. And the energy catches on in the, in the neighborhood because if you're walking by and you see that, you're like, I got to go in there and check that out. Right. What's going on in there? Yeah. I got to know. And, and we... we we try to do the same. I mean, it's not a show, you know, that we're, that we're it's not false. It's all, right. it's all genuine and legitimate um, because we're, we're ambitious and we, we want to throw a good party. Um, and it sounds like you do throw a good party. And the food here is absolutely phenomenal. And given what you've said, Howard, about, um, you know, not wanting to focus on ego or just the beauty of the plate, but not maybe the flavors or other profiles to back it up, how does... Um, Having that bib gourmand or being in the Michelin Guide play in at all was that something you guys were looking for? Did that just happen? Does that come up at all? Um, <clears throat> well, look, we're really grateful. I mean, it's it's cool. It, it's cool to be recognized for for your hard work, and um, you know, it's cool for me to to see my my friend and colleague and partner receive you know that 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 accolade for his for his hard work. It feels good for. For me, as you know, one of the owners and part of the team to receive that recognition, uh, it feels great to be able to share that with with the team that works so hard and day in and day out to uh, to keep up with the level of expectations from us and our guests. Um, <clears throat> so it's totally cool. Is it? It was never a driver for us, and it, it is not a driver for us. What is a what's a, a driver for us is. Um, it's not necessarily the recognition. Um, you know, what we want to set up is a, a place where the, I mean, I'll put it in its simplest terms. Rafiq and I agreed that <clears throat> what we weren't really going for is some hearing someone say, oh, I love Rafiq or Howard's food. Ah. What we want to hear is, I love the food at Rolo's. Mm. Um, because Rafiq and Howard may not be here forever cooking at Rolos. We will train a team, and you know, while we'll always spend a lot of time here, uh, we want others to, to take the lead and, um, and, and grow. I mean, that's really what this place is about. We want this place to become you know, the sort of cultural center of, of our 
you know, of, of, of whatever our growing business is, knock on wood. So you're the quarterbacks, and this is a perfect example, of course, the Chiefs yeah. won Super Bowl not long ago. And I hear a lot about, and I'm not a sports fan, but I hear a lot about the, the humbleness of Patrick Mahomes because mm. it's never about him as the quarterback, but it's always the team, the team, the team. So it sounds like you and Rafiq are, do the same thing when it comes to Rolos because it's, it's not just us. It's the entire team because there is, it is a team effort. It's always a team effort. It's never one or two people. It is one or two, but it's everybody contributes, whether it's someone who is doing something out front, someone who is selling merch, someone who is busting a table. Everybody is a part of the process. A hundred percent. There's, it would be impossible for, for, for me and or Rafiq to do everything. Um, I mean, we had to do some of that or a large portion of that when we just opened up, uh, when we were starting to build the team. But... <clears throat> The, the restaurant's, you know, success or livelihood um, depends on everybody doing their, their specific jobs. And the more specific we can design them, the better people can do them. And then they can grow from their jobs into, into different positions or they can further define their work as they get better at their work. Um, <clears throat> right. It's just too, it's just too complex to, um, to be able to... Uh, well, another thing is we, we want to create positions where, where they're not 100% reliant on, on specific people. We want right. people to, you know, to, to, to thrive here, right. but we don't want the, rest, the, the, the success or failure of the restaurant to just depend on, on a personality. Correct. Correct. Um, I know that may, that may sound a little impersonal, um, but, it's, but it's not at all. It's so that we can have channels for people to grow through the restaurants. So there's a place for someone who has limited to no experience to come in, have specific work, learn, and if they thrive, then they can grow. Exactly. You talked a lot about how the menu came to be when you first, when you first opened. How does that continue to evolve? Because I noticed on your Instagram that you recently introduced a couple of new sandwiches. Sure. <clears throat> well, I mean, that's, that's kind of the fun part. Right. Um, it's like, uh, I know this may be a strange analogy, but there, um, I had a friend who used to, to work as an haute couture seamstress and all the planning and sketching and pattern making and pinning and refitting it took to actually make a dress, um, was something like 98% of the work. Mm. Putting the dress together was the last 2%. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's a whole lot of work that goes on in running the restaurant and building the team and making sure that everything's working from day to day. Um, but the last couple of percent is where we get to be creative and, um, and have, have a lot of fun. The, the way it comes up is we try to follow the you know mother nature's suggestions of what's in season right um now we're not a hyper seasonal restaurant that tries to capture the ephemera of the seasons um i think that would involve a little bit too much ego on our part and while we will celebrate those things from time to time um when they're when they're at their prime usually fruit more than more than anything um we also want people to come in and be able to get 
things when they when they crave them regularly. Right. Um, but it's also it's it's necessary to to switch things up. I mean, what we want to have is a baseline of a portion of the menu stay the same that's reliable, so that people can, like I said, fulfill their 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 cravings. Those uh, tried and trues. The, right, the tried and trues. So what what do the regulars like to come in for the most? Hmm. <laughs> um, I think the. You know, our our regulars are are like are very well educated eaters. They they like to they like to explore the menu. Um, they can't resist the burger. Okay. Um, <laughs> I gotta say it's pretty good. Um, <clears throat> we have pastas that rotate, let's say quarterly, um, where one will f- switch out with another that is familiar. So the pastas are usually quite familiar, and they people. People love pasta. Um, We focus on keeping the salads as simple as possible, Mm -hmm. but the execution is very challenging. Always served in a cold bowl, always dressed properly. The handling of the greens is very meticulous. Um, I like to think that our guests um, come here for something simple like some grilled chicken, some potatoes, Mm -hmm. And a leafy green salad. But cooked incredibly well. But done as well as you can possibly <laughs> possibly get it. You know, the, the, the highest compliment is, is not, oh, my God, how did you come up with this flavor combination? It's, wow, that is the best green salad I've oh. ever had. Yeah, I mean, as a chef, when people ask me what my last meal would be, a perfectly roasted chicken is the way to go. I don't Pretty want much. anything fancy, but Pretty cook much. it really well. Yeah, just just... Just season it well. It's hard to do. Yeah. Well, that's a perfect segue because I think it's time for us to experiment, taste, sample something that you would recommend that we share with our listeners. Yes. All right. I think we should do that. Sounds great. And the food is here. All yes. right. <coughs> so these are a couple of things from the from the the cafe. When I say cafe, I mean bar area that's open from 9 a.m. to, to 3.30. Okay. And this is some of the samples of, uh, of the kind of things that we serve. Um, there are two kinds of focaccia. Okay. One is just tomato and garlic, and the other one is um, green olives, grapes, and rosemary. Ooh. I noticed the olives instantly. Yes. Yeah. It's beautiful, too, with the different colors. So Kelly and Rafiq developed this focaccia dough. Um I don't think there's another focaccia in town that can match it. I mean, that's my, my personal mm. opinion. And this one's been, you know, this was cooked a few hours ago, too. It's mm. still crispy and chewy and... Just the right amount of oily. Yeah, mm. just, just the right it's amount delicious. of oily. Yeah. They're, wow. they're pretty good. Um, beautiful. Then there's uh, something mm. called a bolus, which is a Dutch sort of cinnamon, uh, twisted cinnamon roll. Um, Rafiq is half half Dutch, okay. and um, <clears throat> he he was really eager to 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 try this out. Mm. Um, Rafiq and Kelly together are extremely tenacious, and they'll just keep working a recipe and, until <laughs> they until they can get it right. Um, you know, I was going to say that every once in a while they accept defeat and they just like, we'll, we'll stop. But that's really not the case. They'll, 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 they'll work it. 
you know, as many times as necessary to, to get it to where they want to they wanna get it. Is, I mean, there, just, oh, is there input from outside of Rafiq and Kelly? Is there input from other members of the staff who might say, we should try this, or Chef, what about this, or... Sure, sure. I mean, we, we, we try to keep, we try to create a forum for, for creativity. There's a, there's a time, there's a time and a place to, to, to share that. Um, and, and that's not to limit anybody. That is actually to, uh, to create better communication. Um, I grew up in, in kitchens that if you just, you know, walked up to the chef and had a, something you've been working on, it might end up on the floor. That's exactly <laughs> something might get thrown at you. Right, because you're not really considering the chef's time or understands right. how busy he is or that... Or you're placed in a kitchen that way because it really is regimented in that. Yeah, they're highly regimented. Right. Um, and it just may not be an opportune time for them to right. taste something or to give, or really to give you an accurate response. Gotcha. Um, so that's why we have a... We have a form. I mean, we, we and that a, makes sense. Yeah, it makes it makes yeah. sense. You really can like appreciate the attention to technique and to working something until it's perfect. I mean, this pastry, it just the consistency of it isn't like one I've had. It's different. It's different. Yeah. I mean, it's different. It's you know, it's a it's a dough and a some butter feel. and sugar and some cinnamon, right? Ingredients we are all very familiar with. Right. But. They, 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 they worked it out so that it has a certain chew and there's a very specific sugar, yes. um, something called wholesome, wholesome brown sugar that we hunted down. and A beautiful know. grittiness on yeah, the outside yeah, it of little, it. It's little, wonderful. A little grittiness. Uh, it's very yummy. Oh, man. Yeah. Really good. So tell me about your merch because not a lot <laughs> of restaurants have merch. You have merchandise. We have, um, I mean, that's another... Another fun part of like sort of uh, you know, accenting the culture that we're developing at the restaurant. You know, there's a lot of a lot of talented people here, um, and not everyone is is a cook or someone who's dedicated their their lives to to wine. Um, you know, there are people that, that that come here and work here and 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 do a great job and love to, to, to spend time here. Mm -hmm. but they also have vocations outside and hobbies and, and dreams outside the restaurant. Um, there are two, three, four people that have, um, you know, art degrees, myself included. Yeah. And um, there's a couple of graphic designers. There's uh, I think two or three fine artists. There's uh, two, at least two uh, women that, um, that are, are illustrators, and um, and they they drew up some stuff about the restaurant and helped us with you know some visual you know tidbits here and there, and um, and we thought all right cool like that should be on a T-shirt. Nice. Um, <laughs> and and so there that's where it was birthed from. That yeah that's that's where that's where it came from. You know we 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 need to wear hats as a uniform, so we decided to design our own hats. Uh, you know baseball caps, simple. Um, and then, you know, we wear them around town and someone will say, oh, I know that place. And then, um, you know, before you know it, we design a t-shirt, sweatshirt and a beanie and a hoodie. Um, just, just, just for fun. 
Well, not to disparage stuffy fine dining at all, because I'm a big fan of wonderful fine dining, but what you said earlier about approachability, it really reflects in everything that you guys are doing, where, you know, there's no barrier to entry here. (laughs) Just everybody can come and be part of it and experience it. Yeah, well, thank you. That's... um We'll, we'll we'll take that uh, because that's that's what, we're, that's what we're trying to do. I mean, even 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 when we're you know naming stuff on uh, on on the menu, if there's some you know fancy cheese that is like impossible to pronounce, mm. we don't want to make anyone feel uncomfortable and not order the dish because correct yeah because they can't say you know thought that goes into Tom de Savoie with a French accent or whatever <laughs> whatever cheese it might be. Mm. Um, <clears throat> you know we'll. You know, there was, there's, there's a lot of consideration that goes into all these things. So where can individuals find you across the spectrum of social media and your website? Um, well, we have a website, rolosnyc.com. Uh, I mean, those, those, you can find them right here yeah, on the could. corner. Yeah, you can yeah. find them. On the, you can find us on the corner of <laughs> Cornelia, Cornelia and Otterdunk. Right here, in, right here in the amazing, na- trendy, now trendy neighborhood of Ridgewood. In the trendy neighborhood of Ridgewood, Queens. <laughs> So your customers, are they those who frequent the restaurant neighborhood? Do they come from a city? Are there visitors from out of state, out of the country? You know, uh, a a little of of everything. Um, More, the the, the majority of our our guests are from from the neighborhood. Okay. Um, And when I say neighborhood, um, I mean, it can be, not the, um, the most accurate take of uh, of um, figuring out how where people are coming from, but um, <clears throat> from just chatting with guests within a 10, 15 block radius is where the majority of our guests are coming from. Local. Yeah, yeah, very very local. Um, and then we have you know I have let's say uh, a couple of friends who who live in downtown Manhattan who come in quite frequently because they travel a lot and when they are when they land in JFK drive right here nice yeah it's pretty cool <laughs> the destination spot yeah destination exactly. spot they exactly. they come um, uh, what else we I mean we we are starting to see people come in from from other boroughs yeah um, I you know it's 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 uh it's hard for me to see the restaurant from the outside because I'm here so often Correct. and I just like it's hard for me to be, um, you know, to look at it objectively um, and sort of like f- from from afar. Which makes sense. Yeah, yeah. But <clears throat> I am, you know, I'm like pleasantly surprised and flabbergasted you know, quite often that uh, at the reception that we're Yeah, because given. you guys are doing really well. We're working hard and, um, <laughs> and, and you know, I think it, I think it does help to, for us to... To not have a lot of ego, or I mean, we try to not have any. Um, <clears throat> let the food speak for itself. Work hard on training the staff. Uh, be available for 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 the staff. Recognize our, you know, recognize our responsibilities as as leaders of the restaurant, and uh, and what that means in in the community. Right. Um, it right. means being present and communicative and. Um, and, and available. Because in the borough of Queens, we talk consistently about how our restaurants are the backbone, the backbone of our economy and of our neighborhoods. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
we have, um, you know, I mean, I'm not, I'm not plugging this for the, for the restaurant necessarily, but like we, we have been, uh, approached by public schools and high school programs for, yeah, which is yeah, really great. I do plug that. That's yeah. wonderful. You know, for, and getting city contracts yeah. is something that a lot of restaurants look forward to, to doing and serving yeah, I mean, meals that, and that, stuff. That, that's an area that's, that's more in Steven's wheelhouse. Mm. Um, you know, bless him. And, um, <laughs> but we, 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 we pick and choose those things carefully because we want to do the best we can. We don't want to overcommit. Right. Um, but, you know, we have externs that come in and do, uh, you know, spend a few months with us and, and learn in the kitchen specifically. They've they, they learned some, some basic cooking and how oh, that's to... That's great. So, so the trail or the stage is not dead? No. <laughs> the stage is <laughs> alive and well. Uh, actually, the stage is... Uh, He's off today, but uh, oh. he'll he'll be in tomorrow. Superstar, wonderful. Um, yeah, it's 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 cool. It's cool to, to to be able to help out, and um, you know, I I I came into restaurants a little late in my life, and um, I know that if I had a an opportunity to 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 come in and um, not just wash dishes or something, just to get my foot in the door, but to actually be in the kitchen cooking, even in simplest way then uh, then i would have taken it um and it's nice for us to be able to offer that what does the future of rolos look like what do you if you had to think five years from now what is i that hope cool? it looks pretty similar to, to right now <laughs> yeah no i mean we, what we want we want rolos to be <clears throat> we want rolos to be around um for for a long time um we would love our you know we'd love for it to be uh, fun and energetic and um, have our guests enthusiastic about coming in and, um, you know, delighted at some of the, the natural evolution of a, of a restaurant like this, you know, it's a little bit of the menu, um, a little bit of the wine list changing. Um, it'd be nice for, you know, what we have, we have our staff as friends with a lot of guests so it'd be nice to see staff grow and guests, you know, evolve and their friendships change. Um, it would be nice to um, it'd be nice for Rafiq and Ben and Stephen and I to free up a little time to to grow the business. Um, I think that you know we're 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 happy with the way things are going at Rolos. We're happy with the the culture we're 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 developing here and, and nurturing here. Um, I hope that that continues and we can, we can spread that around and see what the, the, the fulfill the needs of the neighborhood. A continual party. Yeah, that's it. Keep the party going. Continual so party. This has been wonderful. Oh, Howard, thank you so much for sharing all about Rolos with us. I'm greatly, I'm absolutely delighted. Greatly appreciate it. Lauda, closing. I just tell everybody to stay adventurous and support your local neighborhood restaurants. And Howard, any closing um, no, I'm just very grateful for, for, for this interview and um, happy happy to be here. I look forward to, to seeing all the listeners. I'm already coming back next week. I all right. cannot <laughs> wait. Peace and love. Thanks for listening. And until next time, we are out. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye-bye.